Tim, I want to welcome you to this show. Good morning. Uh, sorry, Dave's not here, but um, we uh, we we cut his wire. We did, and uh, we, <laughs> well, that, that doesn't make him very productive. <laughs> then, <does it? laughs> Somebody went down there underground, and it could have been a squirrel, could have been a gopher, could have been any old thing, you know. <laughs> but we're going to get it back up in a minute. Uh, you know, being a having been a driver myself. Uh, I know that uh, trucking very often feels like a solo job. You know, that is the great delusion. Uh, it is a partnership, and it's a partnership, number one. Uh, w- one of your partners as a truck driver uh, has flat tires and engine malfunctions and filters that need to be changed and so forth. And the other partner is the partner that's at the other end of the phone or the com, you know, whatever you are using. And uh, that partnership has to work in conjunction. They all have to work together. They all have to try to uh, cooperate and live together in the same cab of a truck and get things done. And it's really interesting that the subject uh, this morning is driver productivity uh, because very often we can point at the perceived driver shortage and say, well, we don't have a driver shortage. We've got a problem with productivity. That's right. And that's, you know, through this last year in particular, we had a lot of our customers, you know, asking that is, you know, one of the ways to help alleviate that driver shortage is to become more productive. And, you know, one of the things in, in talking to our customers, I think we had to first define that and help them understand what productivity means for a driver. You know, most of our customers are either, you know, manufacturers or, or wholesalers or retailers, and everyone has a little different definition until, you know, we really got our customers to understand that for a driver, you know, their productivity is, is really based on time. As with, you know, the federal hours of service regulations, the driver has 660 minutes a day mm-hmm. to drive, so, so to earn money. So how do we most effectively use those 660 minutes? And we feel it's important to talk to it about it on a minute basis versus, you know, a lot of time we talk about 11 hours to drive. Sure. But really improving pro- productivity goes down to how do we use every minute. Uh, and if we can gain, you know, just 15, 20 minutes a day, the impact that has is really, really huge. It, it is. And, and what's interesting about it is that in this field of, uh, you know, ideas and, and jobs that are out there and, and career opportunities and so forth, uh, what I learned while I was out there is that the if you do it right, if you do it conscientiously, you can make this pay not only for your carrier, but for yourself. And uh, one of the questions you have to ask yourself is, is, you know, given a specific sum of money, whether it's 60, 70, 80,000 a a year, if I'm not making that, uh, what am I doing wrong? And that really is the question because this is a very, very lucrative job. And, uh, you know, this is exactly what we're having a conversation today is, you know, how does improved productivity help the driver? You're exactly right. You know, as, as drivers look generally at a company and what do they pay, you know, they ask, well, how many cents per mile are you going to give me? But, the, you know, the other component of that is, well, how many miles are you going to get on a daily, you know, weekly, yearly basis? Then that ends up making that, you know, total of pay to, to get to seventy, eighty thousand dollars $80,000 a year. You have to have both. And so, mm-hmm. you know, we view that um, very, very, we know that's very, very important. And we, we look at it really, 
in three different ways. There's there's three areas we focus to help improve productivity. One is you know what can we do uh, as as just as you mentioned as that support for the driver and helping ensure they they're able to use their time most effectively as possible. What can our shippers and receivers do uh, to help that? And then finally, you know what can the driver do and what can we do to help that driver ensure they are using their time as wisely as possible. Right, and that's what we were talking about as we started out. This, this is a partnership, and I deliberately left one of the partners out of it. Uh, the driver works with a partner as a truck. He works with a partner as his carrier. Yeah, customers, <laughs> shippers, <laughs> what are you doing over there at Crete to help how customers uh, can help improve productivity? Well, we've had a huge focus here uh, for many years, but certainly in the last uh, 12, 13 months, and I was out just in these last two weeks visiting a lot of customers on just this. How do we best utilize the driver's time? So, mm -hmm. of course, one of the things that we're working with, is the, the easiest way to ensure that you can um, you know, use the driver's time wisely is have the most flexibility. So, uh, you know, have the pickup time and the and delivery time that best fits that driver's hours and that driver's needs. And, and the way to get the most you know, flexibilities you may know is to have drop and hook pickups and drop and hook deliveries with as big a delivery window as possible. So that's one of the things we've really focused on is increasing the amount of drop and hook freight we have, working with our customers to understand what's the benefit of that to them. And because there's a cost to that to customers, they have to have space and then they have mm -hmm. to have a jockey service to do that. And we've we've been really successful with a number of customers on, on getting them to do that. And in the end, they've seen improved service at the same time. So always trying to help find with the customer what's a win-win um, situation uh, with them is, is one of the things we focus on. And then, of course, even if it's not a drop and hook, then it's okay. How do we make um, that delivery or that pickup as smooth and as quick as possible? So, you know, from the minute our driver pulls on the property, what's their what's the line for the, for the gate? How long does that take? How long does it flow? Is there paperwork we can eliminate? Um, those types of things. And then and, um, you know, getting them in there, getting them unloaded. But then if they're getting loaded, what's some other things that save time? Do you have a scale on your property? It's amazing how many customers don't understand just the impact of having a scale on property has, um, you know, to a driver's time. So they don't have to go down the road way, take the time to do that. If there's a problem, come back and, and rework the loads. So a lot of little things like that. And then one of the bigger things we found is how do we handle that OS&D process? You know, so often a driver is just stuck in the middle. You know, most of the freight that gets picked up these days, particularly with a carrier like this, it's a pre-sealed um, trailer. So the driver didn't have to count, didn't have to do anything. They get to the other end, the seal's still on it. And then there's, you know, five too many cases of product. And then that driver has to sit there and wait to determine how, you know, that customer and that shipper uh, are going are gonna to resolve that. And sometimes the driver's in the middle. So how do we just eliminate the driver from being in the middle of that? Uh, because that is a wasted time for the driver. So there are a lot of things that we can talk to customers about. And we've been fortunate that we've had a lot of customers that have been receptive to working on ways to improve these areas. Yeah, I love that conversation because that light in their face that, that glows for the first time when you say, picture this, truck comes in, freight comes off, Truck goes out, <laughs> right? <laughs> and 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 you know, uh, one of the things that gets in the way quite often too is is the very uh, relationship 
that uh, shippers and receivers have with the drivers. Um, and, and you see this all the time where, where a pleasant environment is created for the drivers when the drivers have an opportunity uh, to take care of their personal needs and so forth uh, while you know the freight is being taken off. It, it makes all the difference in the world, and, and you end up with a completely different attitude around it. Absolutely, you know, and, and we talk to our drivers about that, you know, how they approach um, a customer or a receiver certainly can make a difference on how they're treated, but certainly, obviously, how they're being treated by a, a shipper or receiver makes a big difference, and everything just flows simpler if we're all communicating, we're all a smile, just that little smile when you walk up to somebody or pull up to somebody make, makes a huge difference. It but sure does. <laughs> then it goes beyond, yeah, you know, then it goes beyond that. I mean, you really want to show respect, it's then about what kind of amenities do you have for drivers yeah. and yeah. and so we've been focusing a lot with uh, and we've been really successful with a couple of our real major customers for example that are that we said you know some of that flexibility some of using that driver's time is allowing them to park say they show up early can they come in early and park and so they can start taking a, a break or uh, after they unload um, and they need a 10-hour uh, break uh, can they take it right on site there and uh, those that have space have, have been really amenable to that but it means more than just space for, for the tractor and the trailer. It means space for the driver uh, to go in and have some amenities, use the restroom, to have some other facilities there, to have Wi-Fi. And uh, fortunately, we've had a number of our customers that have said, yes, we're investing in that, we're doing in that, and have a couple customers that have even agreed that even if a driver's not pulling one of our loads, but they're in the area and they need a place to park, if they're a Creek Carrier Schaefer trucking driver, they can come in here and park. And, and so that, that's just been real helpful as well. I think maybe what we need to do is start a, a Dave Nemo, um, I don't know, chipper receiver of the year for those model ones that are the big stars that do a great job. And maybe everybody else will go look at their example, find out why they didn't get the award, you know? <laughs> hey, you know, that's a good idea. You know, we, and more and more we are getting shippers ask us, hey, well, what does it take to be what they yeah. say, the shipper of choice? Yeah. And, uh, you know, we go through that, but we're we're giving them our input, and we, we had a, a great example of that. We had a, one of our large customers in a, a couple of months ago, and and said we brought one of our drivers into that meeting, and we said, you know, we're we're telling uh, our customers what um, our drivers uh, need, what they want, what they're experiencing. Why not just let them hear that directly from the drivers? And so we we brought a driver in, and that experience was so so great for everyone because um, you know that customer got to ask questions. Questions directly to a driver. Um, it wasn't, uh, you know, filtered through us. Not that we try to filter it, but you know, we're not out there. We're not seeing their facilities. Uh, but then the driver also had real input direct to the shipper, and so, you know, that's a great experience and something we'd like to do more of because so often, you know, the, the, as you're talking about the the. Drivers are out there are connected with the shippers, with the you know the dock personnel and the gate people. But those that make you know the decisions often at shippers and receivers aren't those personnel. It's their managers. It's the people in a corporate office. So yeah. so to make that connection was really important. Yeah, and and you see that all the time where the attitude and the smiles on the uh, ground floor in that receiving room very very much reflect the attitudes of management. 
Absolutely. I think that's true in, in any organization. You know, what your culture is um, filters down uh, from the top, and, and um, you know, that is so important to ensure that we have a welcoming environment and that that whole uh, customer culture matches uh, what we as a company want. Well, let me ask you one other thing about uh, your situation at Crete in the last uh, recent times. We have had, uh, you know, a battle and a learning curve and uh, some other things going on around technology. Uh, how are you utilizing technology now to improve productivity rather than kind of get in the way? Well, you know, I think we hear more and more about we're in a kind of a data-driven world. There's so much more data, and certainly all of the telematics that are on trucks now um, coming back to a carrier, not only about the truck, but even more so now about the driver, and certainly the e-logs, their hours of service is a big, big part of that. And so what we're able to do now is to take that data, and, and for example, we're looking at what uh, what's the situation with the driver? And when I say that, it's more about than just what are their available hours, but you know when are they due home, and are they needing to get to a certain part of the country, or does their truck need to go in for a PM in the next week or so? And we're combining that with the hours of service information we know, and then uh, we have a optimization software that's then looking at all of our available loads in an area and saying what's the best load that matches up with all these driver needs, you know, particularly driven then by their hours of service. So we can use that driver's hours of service most effectively so we can use all of those 660 minutes while achieving those other objectives of the driver. So, you know, say, hey, I'm in, I'm in California, but I live in Ohio and I need to be home in seven days. Well, where should I be going home, going from California to ensure, you know, I get to this part of the country to then get them to that load home? Mm -hmm. um, the, the second load. And so, um, you know, for a dispatcher or driver manager to know uh, exactly all those intricacies about, hey, this load takes me here, then that one will get me there, and this can match up with their hours of service, not only today, but where are they at on their 70, and, and all those variables out there. It's really hard for uh, uh, one uh, person to really have that all in their mind. So we use a software system then that helps bring that data together, together and optimize the best use of that driver's time. I, I, I'm not going to mention any names here, and I'm not going to mention any uh, companies, but I understand that that kind of software can actually tell people that, hey, it would be much smarter and much more productive if you park that truck at this terminal, jump on a plane, and then we fly you back, that those two plane tickets are actually uh, <laughs> a lot smarter than moving that truck. <laughs> you know, it can be in in certain areas. You know, and and I think some of that depends on the on the size of the company and the density of freight they have, and others. Mm -hmm. You know, fortunately, we we have uh, given our size and and the amount of freight we have throughout the whole country. Um, you know, that's really the, the we, we're generally getting people home uh, on a load or under a load. There are times of years, holidays or otherwise, where we do some things differently. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there are there is technology technology that, that can get down to that level. And I think, you know, something that I think even, you know, the, those owner operators, those independents out there and things don't uh, necessarily have the time to, to figure all that out, that uh, even them using some of that technology um, can really help um, the whole industry be more productive. Yeah, it really can. And, and uh, you know, a little, a little private salute there. I, I don't want to let any cats out of the bag that, from what I've heard. So I've 
<laughs> uh, I wanted to mention to you also that, uh, you know, we've covered these things about how you define productivity and uh, how that productivity helps the driver and what Crete Shaver is doing to improve driver productivity. All these aspects that you're going through, the receivers, uh, working with them. Um, but we haven't quite talked about how you, Tim Ashoff, as the conductor of this orchestra, uh, have kind of pulled all this together and made this a more seamless operation with your team? Well, it, it can be very difficult, I'll be honest with you. Um, but one of them is making sure that each, each I'll call it member of the uh, symphony, since you called me the conductor here, uh, knows exactly what, what sheet of music we're on and what's their primary, uh, you know, notes to be playing, so primary objectives. So, you know, one of the things we've made sure is that, you know, what can we do in our operations area, for example, to ensure that they're helping prove a driver productivity. So one of the big things we're focused on is, is pre-planning and mm-hmm. increasing the number of pre-plans we're giving to drivers so that while they're on their current load, we're giving them the assignment for their next load before they even arrive at that receiver. So they can start planning their day, um, planning, hey, if I can get to this receiver, actually it's a drop and hook situation at the at the beginning of the window. Uh, my next load is also a drop and hook, so I can get there at the beginning of that window too then, and I can be more productive. I can use all my time to the maximum. So that that's really, you know, helping having our driver managers, our planners, uh, ensure that they're doing that. And then at the same time, those planners are working with the CSRs to ensure that we have the right freight at the right locations um, to do that so that there isn't wasted time between loads and certainly that where we have a driver um, available, we have a load available that meets those hours of service. So that's kind of the, the same sheet of music we're kind of pushing with them. So making sure that we're not only received and and our sales team is getting that drop and hook and, and making, you know, getting more efficient customers, but then we're we're productively using our drivers and giving our drivers information advanced for them to best plan their day and use their their total hours of service. And then it does come down to, at the end of the day, we also have to have the drivers on that same sheet of music. So we really need accurate information from them. Um, you know, we ask our drivers to say, hey, it looks like it, on this load you're going to be delivering tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. It's drop and hook. You can deliver all day, but it looks like you're going to be there at 8 a.m. Is, is that accurate? And if so, we can then put you on that load for, you know, 930, give you that time to drop and hook and, you know, get the 20 miles down the road to the next load. So we need that information back from the driver and that and and make it accurate and then finally we you know the driver has responsibility in this too how well are they using their time mm-hmm. are they delivering at the if they can deliver safely and legally um, and they have a 24-hour window are they delivering in that window um, when a driver goes home, um, you know, they get their three, four days off and they're coming out the next day. Uh, if we have loads at 8 in the morning and, and loads at 11 in the morning, are they coming out for that 8 o'clock load versus that 11 o'clock? Because that, that three hours of lost time is time the driver can never get back. So uh, I guess from a high level, we're trying to make sure that each um, each component, each each band member, as you mentioned, are, are, are um, you know on that same sheet of music and, and playing, playing the right notes. So together uh, we have this nice 
nice, productive uh, song. Well, and in the last minute that we have, let's continue our analogy since we're having so much fun with that one. Uh, <laughs> in in this business, and, and of course, as a, a, a person who runs the company, it's very easy sometimes to uh, focus on the people who are playing the wrong notes. They're real easy to notice. Uh, they're, they're the ones we all too often, uh, when you're in charge of a company, you concentrate on those. Uh, what, what are you doing and how important do you think it is to make sure that we also reinforce the first chair people? Oh, I'm I'm so glad you brought that up. You're 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 exactly right. We often do overlook the the first chair people because they're the ones taking care of things. They're the ones who know know the music by heart and and are, are right on tune there. And it's 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 easy to to forget them. I think one of the things you know we we have a lot of recognition programs, but I think on the productivity specifically, um, we have um, implemented a, a new safe driver productivity bonus. So those drivers that are out there running the miles, doing that, they're getting extra so we have a quarterly bonus to recognize them monetarily but then that program has really had us focus on tracking on who are the best drivers then that are doing well and recognize them more on a daily and weekly and, and monthly basis saying hey look look where you're tracking you're, you're doing a great job uh, thank you and and be proud of that and um, you know that that's kind of was a side effect of our monetary bonus was making us realize that we have a lot of really great drivers that are, are doing a lot of great work out there and sometimes those are the ones that uh, uh, get lost in the show, yeah. so to speak. Mr. Tim Afjoff, it has been my pleasure to speak with you again. Thank you so much for being here and uh, kind of rolling with the flow with us. The COO of Schaefer and Creek Trucking. <laughs>